0: Hey everyone, welcome to Trashy Divorces Midweek,
1: Trashy Breakups Edition. Not even a Trashy Breakup, I'm bringing a Trashy Divorce today, Stacy. Fantastic. Also, I'm Alicia. Hey everybody. Also, I'm Stacy. Hey. We're super excited. Hey. Last episode of Season 15, we're mm. on our way out. Today, it's a mistake! <laughs> the Trashy Divorce of Mario Lopez and Allie Landry. Okay. Oh my. I know nothing about this. Stacy, you and I here at Trashy Divorces, we have seen some short marriages. <laughs> I think 72 hours maybe is the shortest one, but this one that I'm going to tell you about today is definitely in the running for, I would say, the top five. Especially after our lovebirds had been together for six years before they walked down the aisle. The Trashy Divorce we're talking about today is between Mario Lopez And Allie Landry, this couple looked so perfect and seemed so in love that the public was left shocked when they split just two weeks after saying, I do. Wow, Two weeks. And six years in. Wow. Yeah. So all the way back in 1998, Mario Lopez was best known for his role of A.C. Slater in Saved by the Bell. However... Mario had begun to branch off into other arenas and had started making a name for himself as a television host and entertainment correspondent. It was in this role as television host and entertainment (sighs) correspondent that Mario meets the beautiful former Miss USA, Hmm. Allie Landry. Lopez was the presenter and host of the pageant and Allie was there serving as a commentator after having won the title herself Two years earlier in 1996. Mario and Allie hit it off, begin dating. Despite the relationship's ending in a disastrous and extremely brief marriage, Allie Landry says that she thanks God every single day for that outcome. Let's get into it. Mario Lopez was born into a large Catholic family in Chula Vista, California on October the 10th, 1973. Happy early birthday, Mario. From a very young age, it was obvious that young Mario had a talent for performance. He starts dancing at the age of three years old. He gets a little older, and he excels in basically everything he tries. He's just one of those kids. He's got personality and talent and looks, naturally, gets him quickly discovered by a talent agent. And Mario begins acting at the tender age of 10. Hmm. Like you do first appearing in television commercials. And then Mario goes on to have a role in a short-lived sitcom before appearing for three seasons on Kids Incorporated. Do you remember Kids Incorporated? Vaguely. This is a show where kids and teenagers perform musical numbers while struggling to deal with the issues facing the youth of the day. Kids Incorporated was fun. Mario is in good company on Kids Incorporated. Listen to this lineup. Fergie, Martika, Eric Balfour, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hmm. No, talented cast yeah. of kids. The show also features celebrity guests like Gwen Verdon, Florence Henderson, David Hasselhoff, even well, obviously, many, many others. obviously the Hoff. Kids Incorporated was a lot of fun. Okay. Things really change for Mario when he lands the role of the popular jock, A.C. Slater, in the Saturday morning series Saved by the Bell. The show was on the air until 1993 and then went on in future worlds to have a spinoff called Saved by the Bell, the college years (laughs) as the oldest sister of two younger siblings. I watched both. And I'm sure that you're a better person for it. Mr. Belden forever. (laughs) All right. Allie Landry, our fair bride was born on July 21st, 1973 and grows up in Cecilia, Louisiana. she was named after Allie McGraw because her mother loved the movie love story so much. It is a pretty traditional childhood in Louisiana for Allie. she's a cheerleader in high school a year before graduating from high school though Allie will try her hand at beauty pageants and was crowned miss louisiana teen u s a nineteen ninety She's off to college. She goes to University of Southwestern Louisiana. She will pledge and become a member of the Kappa Delta sorority. Allie was still interested in pageants, and it is in 1996. She wins Miss Louisiana USA. This title advances her to compete in the 1996 Miss USA pageant, which Allie Landry will win. Huzzah, Louisiana. (laughs) After winning the Miss USA pageant, Allie will compete in the Miss Universe pageant, and there she places in the top six. And, you know, with all of the aliens who obviously also compete
0: in the Miss Universe contest. That's a lot of talent on the stage. It's a big universe. It is a big universe. All sorts of
1: life forms. (laughs) But it was in the 1998 Doritos Super Bowl commercial. When America really takes notice of Allie Landry, her career takes off after that. Soon after, she's named by People Magazine as one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world that year. People Magazine, always weighing in on who's prettiest out there. Well, from that, Allie then begins appearing on numerous shows of the day, including MTV's Cribs and Fear Factor. The same year, 1998, is when Allie Landry was invited back as a commentator... At the Miss USA pageant, having no idea that she would meet and fall in love with the actor and entertainment correspondent hosting the pageant, Mario Lopez. And it would, in fact, have a major impact on her life. Next little part is dating engagement and destination wedding. Mm. Mm. So the beautiful couple, really good looking, had been happy for about six years, appearing in public often. In love, blissful, all that noise. Or or so it seemed. Or so it seems, because no one ever suspects that Mario is carrying on affairs with multiple women. Finally, after so many years together, Allie and Mario decide to exchange vows in a wedding in Mexico in April of 2004. Allie does admit now that she had some doubts right before the wedding, but pushed them aside. Brides do this sometimes.
0: It happens.
1: Allie appears as a guest on the podcast Behind the Velvet Rope and will talk about their dating and engagement and says the couple never lived together. They were both very busy working all of the time, so that made it easier for Mario to cheat without Allie knowing it.
0: Yeah, that is an interesting choice in a six-year-long
1: relationship to not live together. Well, there might have been signs. Allie goes on to explain that Mario would go out to clubs frequently with his group of friends, and they'd also go out for boys' weekends. These typically happened in Las Vegas, but Allie didn't really have an interest in that lifestyle, nor did any of her friends. And because her friends weren't out at similar places, Allie says there was no one to see Mario and tell her about it as it goes through the grapevine. And we all need to remember that social media right back in the day is not what it is today. Nor did we have smartphones with cameras on them at a moment's notice. So people actually had the (laughs) the ability to private lives that were not immediately splashed all over the Internet.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: However, Allie did see something a little disturbing before walking down the aisle. Someone showed Allie a picture from Mario's bachelor party which took place right before the wedding. Mario had obviously indulged in alcohol that night within the photo. and As one does. In the photo, there was a woman in a suspicious position with him, mm. but nothing blatantly was happening in the photo, so Mario was able to convince Allie that it was not what it seemed. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes in the photo? Mario continues to explain that the bachelor party was just kind of a wild time, but I most assuredly did not sleep with any of the girls that were there. Allie will tell Wendy Williams in 2012, (laughs) I had heard something right before the wedding. Mario swore it was not true, but I had that feeling in my gut. One of the reasons Allie does not listen to that feeling in her gut was many of the guests were already on their way to Mexico, for the destination wedding, and she doesn't want to disappoint yeah, you everyone. Don't want to disappoint your guests. She'll continue telling Wendy Williams, All of my family was flying in. It was a destination wedding, and I really should have put on the brakes at that point, but I was afraid. It doesn't help that Oprah Winfrey is filming the wedding to air oh it as God. a special. There's a lot of pressure. I see. Around the day. So, despite having some reservations about the marriage... Allie has no real idea, a little bit of an inkling, but no idea what's going on with her future groom and just how many things he might be perhaps lying about. What are those things? I will reveal them after the break. <laughs> okay. We will see you on the flip.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called PI, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get-to-know-ya at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. All right, Alicia, so we have our extremely happy couple
1: that's totally in sync. No, tell me all the ways that Mario lies. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the two-week marriage and the annulment that followed. The public was pretty shocked to learn that our dear newlyweds separated just two weeks after their wedding. It took a while for the world to learn the full story because the couple stayed pretty silent about it for many years. The most detail we got for a long time was when a source close to the couple told People Magazine at the time that, quote, he's cheated on her for several years and she just found out last week, unquote. Oh, my God. Blunt? That is a blunt assessment? Well, you know, in the fullness of time is typically how things are revealed to us. So it is in 2011 that Mario Lopez, visiting with his friend, our friend, Howard Stern... (laughs) will reveal that he lied to Allie Landry about his bachelor party plans from the beginning, Mm -hmm. Mario says. I said I was going to Cabo to go marlin fishing. Then my cousin surprised me and said, no, we're going on this whirlwind tour. Cabo, Acapulco, all the places. And when plans changed, Mario decides not to tell his bride, saying, I figured... At that point, it was easier to ask for forgiveness afterward. It was my bachelor party and we were going to have a good time. And we went. And we had a good time. At that point, I was not ready to settle down. I wasn't man enough to know how to go about handling it. Naturally, there are some follow-up questions. (laughs) Why you married her even though maybe you knew you weren't ready? You got an answer for that, Mario? He does. He says, I think when you go out for a few years, you either take it to another level or you break up, right? There was nothing glaringly wrong on paper. I thought she's beautiful. She's a good girl. She comes from a great family. She'd make a great mom. I confused cold feet with not being ready. That's really identifiable. I think a lot of couples do that.
0: But he'd been cheating. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm not
0: excusing
1: him. I'm just saying
0: saying that. it's, It's odd.
1: That's just an odd...
0: She was fine. I figured, you know, we should get married.
1: I mean, I wasn't going to be faithful. I confused Cold Feet with not being ready. I know a lot of couples know they shouldn't do it before the wedding. And anyway. It happens. Cold Feet and not being ready. Different things. That was my point. All right. For her part, Allie Landry explains that she finally found out the truth when her friend convinced her to wiretap Mario's phone. Oh, my God. Okay. So her friends were like. Girl. Babe. Do you we need not to have a talk? See this? Okay. Ugh. Allie explains on the Wendy Williams show. I was like, I don't want to tap a phone. I can't believe I'm doing this. But Allie does. And right after the honeymoon, I started getting phone calls from these girls. I confronted him, and still to this day, he denied it and never apologized. It was horrible. Yikes. Of the aftermath of finding out her very new husband was a serial cheater, Allie tells Lacey Leone McLaughlin on the Unfolding Leadership podcast, not even a week after, I found out that it was like a Tiger Woods situation. (laughs) It was, you know, cheating across the board with some women for one year, some women for two years. Can you imagine? This whole situation makes Allie question everything. Mm Mm-hmm. She'll continue. I thought to myself, how did I, how did I miss this? And then I looked at myself and thought, how did I even end up with a person like that? Like what part of me, what did I do in this situation? It couldn't be all him. And moving forward, like it was devastating. It was truly like devastating. And I had made a commitment that moving forward, I was going to take the blinders off number one. And I was going to walk through, you know, my life in full awareness and being really aware of my choices. And those choices were going to represent who I was as a person and with everything, not just the person I chose, but also with my career. And that was the biggest shift of my life. I bet that she also
0: assumes the best about people, which is admirable. But I
1: mean, that's. Well, it's taking, you know, she is taking part for her responsibility mm-hmm. in it. I'm like, nope, not gonna do that anymore. What part did I have to play in this? In 2014, for Mario's part, he will write a memoir called Just Between Us. Uh-oh. In it, he will explain that he felt pressured by Landry and the world to get married, even though he didn't feel that it was right for him. Describing his bachelor party in his memoir, he will write, It was a five-day nonstop party. Suffice it to say, my good time was a little too good because I got inebriated and a little too friendly with a young lady at one of the stops in some university party town. What was I thinking? In an alternate telling of the story, he said, I got inebriated and a little too friendly with a young lady. When it was time to return home, lightning hit me with the truth. I wasn't in love, but I walked down the aisle anyway. He then went on to write that he realized he didn't want to save the marriage because... He'd never even loved Allie anyway. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What? Why, Why did you write this book, I, Mario? <laughs> just between us and my publisher and the rest of the world. Once the reality of the situation becomes clear to Allie, she said she had her marriage to Mario annulled due to naturally his infidelity. Sure. Mario doesn't take all of the blame, though, when he decides to write his memoir in 2014. Good guy that he is. Mario also takes a few jabs at his former wife. Why? Why? Okay. He writes, Sure. I thought this was the girl. She was a model, so she always had good style. She knew how to dress, and she was Catholic. Very driven, ambitious, hardworking, but also charming and innocent at the same time. I could have been looking and a lot of criteria that were more on the surface than not. But that was my bad. Mario then goes on to claim that Allie became quickly image-obsessed, quote-unquote. The changes were subtle, but her interests sounded more materialistic, and she seemed more preoccupied with image rather than substance, things I didn't care about. She's a pageant queen. What? (laughs) Our conversations became less based on common interests, And more about her pressuring me to be a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way. Maybe not cheat on her. I mean, maybe Maybe that's just the way she wanted you to act. But well, definitely uh, maybe don't uh, get married. (laughs) Okay. Happily, both Allie Landry and Mario Lopez seem to have found happiness in their lives and both now have beautiful families. After what happened with Mario, Allie says she became more religious, and that's how she met her husband in theology class. Allie marries Alejandro Gomez Monteverdi in 2006, and they have three children. Allie says she thanks God every single day that Mario cheated on her, and that things worked out the way they did, exactly for the reasons that they did.
0: Yeah, because if she married again two years later, she was ready to... Be married. She just needed to find uh, the right
1: guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't take Mario too much longer. He's settled down as well. Mario meets his current wife, Courtney Mazza, in 2008. The couple will wed in 2012 and also share three children. So huzzahs all around <laughs> for a happy ending. In her discussions about the situation, Allie is always pretty positive and talks about what she learned from it. She's not throwing any shade. This Mm -hmm. is kind of a very adult. Right. Never going to do that again. That was a mistake. But here's what I've learned. She is interviewed on the podcast, again, Behind the Velvet Rope. And Allie explains why she still talks about her short-lived marriage to Mario. Someone will say she's still talking about this after how many years? But I will say that story is really important for me to always share if asked. Because so many women go through that kind of breakup and the other side is not so great for them. I think you can easily go down a road of bitterness, destruction, and anger, and I did not. I would love to give women hope. For me, it was really digging into my faith and knowing that there was something greater for me, and I needed to believe that and hold on to that. So that's why I share the story, not to ever put him down. I wish him the best, his family the best. I've forgiven him, which was hard for me to do, because I was like... Does forgiving mean that that was okay? Right. No, forgiving me that I release it. I don't need that on me. It was all of that. And that's the only reason I will share this story over and over again. It's part of the fabric of my life. It changed me as a person. And I can say today that it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Sometimes it is. Yeah. That, that is, kind of relationship uh, teaches you exactly some lessons that you might need to know to set up your future happiness down the yeah, road. Yeah, it takes a second to get to the perspective, though. That- <laughs> <laughs> so getting to the perspective, that's the hardest part. Yup. Yep. All right. Well, is that is that our story for the week? That's Trashy Divorces, Stacey, and all of our Trash Pandas wrapping up. Trashy Annulments. <laughs> Season 15 with a Trashy Annulment. Y'all, thanks so much for listening. We are so grateful for you and your support over 15 seasons. When we say end of the season, our next Wednesday episode Mm -hmm. is going to be back for you Wednesday, October the 5th. But don't worry, we're going to be back this Sunday. Absolutely. With a brand new Hall of Famer Mm -hmm. to into our esteemed halls of trash candy Before we fully close out season 15 to get on to Sweet 16. Absolutely. It's been such a fun season, too. It has
0: been. Many, many, many divorces.
1: (laughs) So many divorces. Y'all, we appreciate you being in for the trashy ride. Thanks for listening, your kind reviews, your emails, your support on Patreon. Can't wait to see you on Sunday until we do. Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep your hearts trashy. Big love, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store
1: anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the
0: very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every
1: level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some trashy divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly